Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Do you want to be a special guest on my podcast? Well, if you do, I'm looking for a special guest who can do anything creative, basically. You can be a crocheter, fiber artist, knitter, sculptor, painter, or let's say you do a small business because we all of the ka-chang, you know, who doesn't like money. If you're a small business owner too, I would love to have you. So please, P-L-E-A-S-E, DM me on my Instagram at crocheting world. Let me know what you want to do and I'll reach back to you. Well, that's about it for now. Cue theme song. Okay, I'm not even going to lie. I have recorded this intro way too many times. This is the last time I'm recording it. Hopefully it turns out good. If I mess up, oh well. Here and lovers, welcome back to my podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. I'm Caleb Hardy, the host of Crocheting Rolls, the podcast. And guess what? You are listening to Crocheting Rolls, the podcast, episode six. You know what's funny? Today's Tuesday, the 16th. Wait, today's February the 16th. I'm not recording the intro. Today is the 16th and it's the sixth episode. So the six digit theme you got going around here, just like last episode with the five digits, you know, like if next episode is not the seven digits matching up, I'm going to be mad. Let's just stick to that. So today we're talking about something very awesome and that is reading a crochet pattern. Now, if you knit, I think this you can kind of take these tips too, but this is mainly for crocheters. So, what is a crochet pattern? A crochet pattern is basically the instructions to make a crochet thing, like a crochet project. So, if you want to make like a bee, you need a pattern and you need instructions to do it. Just like if you're going to make a cake, you need instructions to do it. Let's say it's your first time painting. You know, you might go to a class with a teacher because they have instructions to do it. So today, I'm going to be the teacher. You're going to be the class. We're going to be learning how to read a crochet pattern. Now, today, we're going to be discussing a couple different things. We're going to be doing a follow along throughout a pattern so you guys can kind of see how the whole thing goes down. And this is like a very big and long pattern because so it really covers a lot of things that you need to know. And that's one of the reasons I picked this pattern because If I pick a simple pattern, then there's a lot of things that we haven't covered and that you guys need to know because you're going to be awesome crocheters by the end of this podcast. We're also going to be talking about some other things and tips that you might need. Well, without further ado, let's get into our podcast for today. Before I start, I do want to ask if you could please go ahead and download this podcast. And if you haven't downloaded my previous podcast, please download those ones too because it really makes a difference. If you could please download it, I will love you so much. Well, let's learn to read a pattern. Okay, class, today we're going to be opening our textbooks to page 86, paragraph two. No, but like for real, we're actually going to be pulling up a pattern on Pinterest right now. So if you don't have the app Pinterest, this app is amazing. This is actually my first tip. It wasn't a tip, but now it's a tip because if you don't have Pinterest, you are missing out. So Pinterest is like, what would you even call Pinterest? I don't want to say Instagram, but like you can kind of think of it like 
uh, Instagram Explorer page. I guess you can say that, but like pending. Oh my gosh, how would I explain this? Okay, so you can think of it kind of like an Instagram Explorer for you page thing. And basically, it just shows you a lot of things that you're interested in. So if you're interested in memes, you have a lot of memes. But one thing Pinterest is so good for is for a lot of bakers and a lot of crafters. So Pinterest is full of crafters and bakers things. It has so many instructions, tutorials, ideas, and things like that. So today, I'm going to tell you guys why I need to be on Pinterest. And this is not sponsored or anything. This is, this is not an ad. I'm just saying, if you, want to, if you want to crochet and you want to find a lot of patterns, you need to go on Pinterest. And this is because Pinterest has tons of free patterns. If you're a new crocheter, I advise you not to buy a pattern. But if you're not a new crocheter, should you buy crochet patterns? Yes, you should. But I'll get into that more later when I talk about the patterns and a lot of tips and stuff like that. So... Today's pattern is a free pattern and it's all about Amy. So no, it's by all about Amy and it's on Pinterest. So let's get into it. So once you open your Pinterest app, or if you don't have one, let's say you're signing in as a guest or whatever, you're gonna go ahead and search up crochet elephant. Now there's gonna be a couple elephant patterns to pop up, but if you see one with a pink and gray elephant, that is the one you're looking for. So go ahead and click on that picture and click visit and that's going to take you to the link that she made on her website and it's going to teach us how to make a crochet elephant. I know guys, we're going to be artists by the end of this. So you're going to go ahead and click on the picture, click visit and that's going to take you to her website that she has, that she made and here is a pattern to make our very own crochet elephants. Okay, so let's start from the very top. It says all about Amy Crochet, and in a pattern, people usually put their own logo on top, just, just so you know who it's by. And this is actually very important because if you love their patterns, then you want to know who it's by because all their patterns are probably going to be similar in the format and stuff like that. So if you love their formats and things like that, you want to know who makes it so you can keep finding their patterns and keep using their patterns because it's really going to help you out personally. So at the top it says pattern elephant and it was posted on April 24, 2014. So now we're going to read this little paragraph here and this is basically telling us what this pattern is. Okay, I'll read. You follow along because I'm a teacher. Ah! <laughs> okay, let me come down. Crochet these absolutely adorable whimsical elephants with a brilliant amigurumi technique that requires minimal attaching. Make them in a multitude of colors and add some fabric lining to the ears as a pretty touch. This elephant is an original design by Japanese artist, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, and I don't want to say it wrong, so I'm just going to say CK. For the Spanish translation, see Randy's post here. For the French translation, see Franny's post here. And I have the English pattern that I translated below. So, why was that paragraph so important? Somebody raise your hand. I pick on myself. Ah. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with this teacher thing. I need to like calm down. Okay. I raise my hand. I pick on myself. Yes, Caleb. What do you think? Uh, I feel like this paragraph is um important because it tells us where the elephant's design is from and it's giving credit to the original creator. It's telling us what this pattern is going to have and what, what, uh, and what it's going to consist of. And... 
if we don't speak English and we speak a different language, it also has links and tells us where we can find the different translations and languages. <laughs> no, Caleb, don't cry. That was correct. You're actually 100% spot on. Here's a gold sticker for you. Well, I don't have any gold stickers, but you can pretend I'm handing you a gold sticker. So what I just said, or what Caleb just said, who is me, that is basically why that paragraph is important. So next we scroll down, we see a nice pretty little picture. I love this picture. It's adorable. I mean, who doesn't love, who doesn't love elephants? And here's a little secret for you guys. Do you see the elephant in my, in this little profile picture square box thing up there with me holding the elephant? I made that with Flying Brand Yarns cover story yarn. And the pattern I used is the pattern that we're going through right now. That's right. We're going to learn how to make this elephant. So next on our list, we have materials. So the materials here, the first bullet point says grayer pink yarn. I use Lion Brands, Vanish Choice, and pink and silver gray. So that first part is kind of telling us what color she used. And basically, she has a link there. And that's really important because... One, you can see the weight of the yarn. So if you want to use a different type of yarn, but you still want it to be the same weight, that's going to tell you the weight that she used, whether it's a 4, 3, 100. Well, 100 doesn't exist, but like a 4, 3, or a 7. And basically, that's really good. And she also gave us links. So if you want to buy the exact yarn that she got, then you have a link to buy the exact yarn so your elephant can look very similar to hers. Am I talking fast? I'm so sorry. Wait. I actually am like a teacher because when you're trying to write notes, teachers always be talking fast. You know, I ha- it's, the, it's the inner teacher in me. I would probably never be a teacher, but I could be a crochet teacher. That's on period. Okay, period with the triple T's. So now we're going to go to the next bullet point, and I keep getting off track. Okay, let me talk slower. Break it down. So our next bullet point says Clover Amore 2.5 millimeter or... 2.75 millimeter crochet hook. I used a 2.75 millimeter hook. So this part is important because she's telling us the hook she used and the size she used. But if you don't have that size, but you have the other size, that size will also work very well. Another reason this is important is because let's say you have a forest crochet hook that is a five millimeter, but let's say the clover crochet hook that's a five millimeter is really the size of a six millimeter which means both hooks may say the same in millimeters, but they're actually different sizes when it comes down to like the gauge. So basically you have to make sure you're using the right size. If not, your elephant can be really loose and have stuffing coming out all over the place. The next bullet point, bullet point. Oh yeah, I said it right. The next bullet point says bent tip tapestry needle. And of course she has a link there, just like all the other things. And basically, this is just telling you what needle she used to sew everything closed. Do you need a bent tip needle? You don't need one, but it definitely does make the process a lot easier. The next bullet point says a six millimeter or nine millimeter safety eyes. I used nine millimeter. So this is telling us the millimeter that she used. So let's say you want to make your elephant just like hers, where you can use a nine millimeter. But let's say you want it to have a little bit smaller eyes. Well, as she said, the six millimeter also works very well. If you want to make the elephant that I made up here in the photo, I believe I used either a 12 millimeter or a 14 millimeter. 
I think I used a 14, if I'm being honest. I either used a 14 or a 12 millimeter. So if you're using blanket yarn, those are good sizes. And I use those for all of my plushies. Okay, one second. We have, we still have some more. She used Clover stitch markers. And basically you can use any stitch marker. She just has a link there in case you want to buy one. She used fabric for lining the ears. For mine, as you can see, I didn't use any fabric for my ears i just left them the way they were because i didn't think they needed anything inside but if you want to you can buy fabric from any craft store basically i think even michael's is selling fabrics now which is crazy because i want to buy some fabric and our last bullet point says white felt for tusk and basically felt is kind of like fabric and basically she used it for the tusk as you can see i didn't use that because i feel like without the tusk it gave my elephant a little bit of a cuter look Plus, I didn't have felt, and I didn't feel like going to the store to spend my money on it. But, yeah. if Also, here's a quick tip. Dollar Tree now sells felt. I know, right? They sell felt for a dollar, so go ahead and go on a felt haul. Yarn haul, but felt, okay? So now we finally get to start. Wait, no, we don't, because before we start the pattern, we have the notes. So... The notes are very important and these are in a lot of patterns and basically the notes are just like a quick little tip to the pattern so they're like notes slash tips because with these notes will make the pattern a little bit easier for you and give you a lot less harder time. So the note that she put was I worked in continuous rounds versus join rounds. Please follow along with my blog post here to see many more step-by-steps photos it's also very important that the right side of the amigurumi is facing outwards for this project. Otherwise, the stitches of the body and the legs will look different. Please read about the right side of amigurumi here to learn more. So basically, let's break it down. Why do I keep doing that? Where did I see that? I saw that somewhere and I now I cannot stop saying that. Okay, Caleb. So basically, she's saying that she worked in continuous rounds. So this is basically when you don't slip stitch unless it tells you to. So if you're making a beanie, usually you always slip stitch at the end of the round and chain two for the start of the round. We're not doing that here because with Amigurumi, if you slip stitch, it gives you creases in the line. And we kind of discussed this in my other podcast where I discussed Amigurumi tips. So you can go ahead and check that one out. And then she says, please follow along with my blog post here for step-by-step photos. So if you're really new to crocheting and you need a lot of visual photos and like visual things to show you, it should look like this on row nine, it should look like this on row 15. It should look like, it should look like this on row 30. Whether you kind of have like a visual representation, a visual photo, a, a visual to show you what you need to do. And then there was one more part, wasn't there? Where is that important? Oh, and the right side, how, how could I forget? So the right side is basically the side where your stitches are more presentable. And I don't really know how to explain this 100% well, but if you are on her pattern following along, like I suggested you do, you can see that she has a link there where she explains it really, really well. But I'm just going to explain it like, so basically when you're crocheting, you have two sides, the inside and the outside, also known as the right side and the wrong slash left slide. So basically the side where the stitches are more messy and more fuzzy and the stitch definition is a lot less visible. That's the wrong slash left slide. But the side, did I say slide? But the side that has a lot more stitch definition and things like that, 
that is the right side. So a lot of times with amigurumi, the right side is actually inside. So you have to flip your project inside out. And that's actually what you have to do here for the elephant. Because if you don't flip it out before you make your legs, then your elephant project is going to look a little wonky. Not the wonky. Okay, time to start the first thing. So if you look here, every time we're starting a new part, there is a heading. So this part says body, and it's in all caps, and it's really bold, so you can't miss it. If you scroll down some, you'll find one that says legs. Scroll down some more, you'll see one that says like A, like B, like C, like D. Scroll down a little bit more, and then you'll see a belly, a trunk, and all the stuff like that. So let's get into this pattern. So the way this is going to work, and I've been thinking about this for a while, what is the right way? What's going to be the easiest way for me to teach you guys how to do this? And basically, the way it's going to work is that I'm going to read all, like, the necessary rows. Well, they're all necessary, but, like, every row that has something new that we haven't seen yet, I'm going to stop at that row and explain it. So, of course, I'm going to start with, like, the first five rows. And let's say row six and row seven is the exact same thing as row five or has the same terms and stuff like that. There's no need for me to repeat it. So I'll skip to let's say row eight, which has a new thing, which is like decreasing or something like that. Because I really wanna take advantage of the time we have and really get as much into it as we can. So let's start with the body. So before we start row one, we're actually gonna do a foundation chain, which is chaining nine. So the foundation chain means this is the foundation of your whole project. So you see you have your hook, you have a loop on your hook, and then you have a chain next to the loop on your hook. That chain is the second chain. So you're gonna start from second chain from hook, single crochet seven in the back loops of the foundation chain. Three single crochet in the last stitch, turn the chain, single crochet six in the front loops of the foundation chain, then one increase in next loop, next front loop. We are making an oval by crocheting around the chain, 18 stitches. Okay, so now let's break this down. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Let's break it down. Yeah. So we have the first part right here. It says single crochet seven. And you're saying it doesn't say that. It says SC seven. Well, SC stands for single crochet. And basically, I'm going to let you guys in on the secret now. Get a notebook to write in all the abbreviations and all of the terms. I will get into this more later in the podcast, but basically the only way to re really remember the terms is to keep doing them and to see them. So if you have a notebook that already has the terms down for you, then it'll be really easy for you to do it in a pattern. That's what I did when I first started crocheting. I looked up like 40 crochet terms. I haven't even like even used a pattern with some of them yet, but I have them all down in a notebook. I wrote them all, I made it very neat, two different colors, and it was really nice. Also, if you don't have a notebook, you can always look them up. Online has everything. Just look up, what does SC and crocheting mean? And I'm pretty sure you'll find the answer. But I'm going to tell you anyways. So SC means single crochet seven in back loops of the foundation chain. So what is a back loop? Basically, in the foundation chain, the back loop is really just in the stitch. But since you're on the left side, there's two loops, right? So the left loop is considered the back chain and the right loop is considered the front chain. Yeah, so if you've ever seen BLO or FLO, that means back loop only, BLO, and front loop only, FLO. Or as, or as I like to say, blow and flow. 
That was a little cringy. Let's not do that. I like how every time I do something, I just like cringe on it so hard. Are you, are you guys cringing at home? Well, not home, in my classroom. La, la classe, this is my class. You guys are the students. You guys are the, you guys are the, what are the students? You guys are the students. And I hope you're learning. This is our textbook today. You know, I could be a teacher one day. Who knows? I could be a crochet teacher. If if crochet school ever becomes a thing, somebody hire me. So next we have the back of foundation chain. Then it says three single crochet in the last stitch. So on your very last chain, you're going to do three single crochets in that in that chain. So then it says in back loops of foundation chain, three single crochet in last stitch. So when you get to the last stitch in your chain row, you're going to single crochet three in that one stitch. And we're only crocheting three in that stitch only for now because that's the only thing it says. Now we're going to turn the chain so you know how you're going one way. Well, now we're going to flip it and work the opposite direction. Don't feel scared. You can do this. Just give yourself a little pep top. Let yourself know that you got this because guess what? You got this. Now we're going to single crochet six in front loops of foundation chain, then one increase in the next front loop. So there we have another abbreviation, INC. Now INC means increase, and increasing is basically when we do the same thing twice in the same stitch. So if a pattern says increase once, then you're going to do the thing twice once. If it says increase in every stitch, then you're going to increase and do it twice in every stitch. And then in parentheses it says, we are making an oval by crocheting around the chain. So that's letting you know what you're doing right now. And then in parentheses at the end it says 18 STS. Now STS means stitches. If you see something that says just ST, that means stitch. But if there's a STS, that's stitches. And basically that number at the end of the row is very important because that number is going to let you know how many stitches you need to have in your round. So now we're moving on to row two, and this is where things kind of get complicated for a lot of new crocheters. So I'm gonna help you through this first row and the next row, and then the rest of them are just like it, so we're gonna skip through them, but feel free to rewind it while I explain it again. So for row two, it says one increase, so you're just gonna increase in that very first stitch, and it says six single crochet. But because it says six single crochet, comma, that means you're gonna single crochet one in the next six stitches. Now it sounds complicated, but once you do it a lot, you'll definitely get the hang of it. So it says six single crochet, comma, that means we're gonna single crochet one in the next six stitches. Then it says three increase. So now we're gonna do one increase in the next three stitches. Now it says six single crochet, so just like we did earlier, we're gonna single crochet one in the next six stitches. And then it says two increase, which means we're gonna increase once in the next two stitches. And there you go, you just completed your round. And as it says in parentheses, 24, which means we should have 24 stitches for this round. Now let's say you don't have the right amount of stitches. Now that happens a lot of times for a lot of crocheters. That happens to me all of the time, you have no idea. Well, if you listen to my previous podcast, you'll have a little bit of idea because I went on a little rant there, but we don't talk about that. So if you don't have the right amount of stitches, 
but that means you probably messed up somewhere so go back and check it a couple times or you can even redo the round but if you go back and check it and redo it multiple times and you're seeing that you're doing it 100 correctly and it still says the wrong amount of stitches that means the person who created the pattern probably just messed up and actually typed the wrong thing but that's okay send them all of your love you know there's no need to hate on them everyone messes up sometimes you know if you mess up on a stitch oh well you know you'll get the next one so now we have a row three so it says eight single crochet so we're going to single crochet once in the next eight stitches then it says one increase so we're going to increase once in the next stitch one single crochet so you're going to single crochet once in the next stitch it says one increase so you're going to increase once in the next stitch one single crochet so you're going to single crochet once in the next stitch then it says one increase you're going to increase once in the next stitch now that was not a loop it just kept repeating itself about three times okay and then it says 11 single crochet so you're going to one single crochet in the next 11 stitches so your stitch count at the end of this row should be 27. Now if you have more or less than 27, go ahead and go back and make sure you didn't make a mistake. So let's say you keep doing it correctly, but the stitch count is off. As long as your shape is there, then you're basically fine because the point of these instructions are basically just teaching you how to get the shape. So as long as you got the shape, you'll be good to go. Okay, so now we are skipping all the way to row number 19. So if you look at row 19, it actually says 19, dash 22 which means row 19 through row 22 and this basically means we're going to be doing the exact same thing for all four rows wait 19, all four rows yeah look at me mental math things so for row 19 through 22 it says once you're crochet in each stitch and your stitch count is 90 and this means you're just going to once you're crochet in every single stitch for the whole entire row and because you're doing the same thing for all four rows, it should stay the same. If it gets higher or lower throughout the thing, that means you're either skipping stitches, decreasing or increasing by accident, or doing something else. So just pay attention to that. Now we have a row 23. Now row 23 is where the fun begins because we are starting to make the trunk for... So now we're skipping to row 23, and row 23 is where the fun begins because we are trying to make the trunk for our elephant. So it says 39 single crochet, which means you're gonna single crochet 39, so one in each stitch for the next 39 stitches. The next part says chain six, and I don't think this pattern has said it yet, but CH is another abbreviation for chaining. Why did I do ch? Chicka 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 choo choo. Okay, so next we have chain six, and it says skipped twelve single crochets to create the hole for the trunk. So first off, another abbreviation for skip is SK, and basically skip twelve is the next twelve stitches we're not gonna crochet in those. So we're gonna count twelve and crochet in the thirteenth stitch. And that's basically skipping 12. It's like Uno when you play a skip card and we skip the next person and we go to the person next to them. Same thing with this. We're skipping those 12 people and we're going to the 13th person and they're going to play their Uno card. Okay, look at me. That was such a good abbreviation. Okay. So now we're going to row 24. So this row says single crochet 24. Sorry, single crochet 37. And you basically already know what to do with that. Just single crochet 37. 
And then it says do one DEC. And you're saying, oh, what is a DEC? A DEC is a decrease. And basically a decrease is when you crochet in the front two loops to create one stitch. If you, if you don't understand a lot of the things, she does have a lot of links explaining these and with visual pictures and stuff like that. That will really help your elephant turn out amazing. Next we have six single crochet. So you already know what to do there. One decrease, like we just said, you're gonna do one decrease in the next stitch, and then 37 single crochet with the row count being 82, which is two less than the row before because we decreased twice. And now if you go right below row 25, it says, cut the yarn, leave a marker in the last single crochet for row 25, work by rows, cut the yarn, and basically this part is where I started getting confused when I made this, but I already made it so I can kind of help you out here, you know, little cheat, cheat sheet things. Well, no cheating because I'm a teacher. I do not prohibit cheating. If you cheat, you'll be suspended from my crocheting school, you know, crochet academy. <gasps> crochet academy, that should be a thing, guys. That sounds cool. Anyways, basically, now we know that that tab there, what is the tab? So basically, if you look at the elephant in my photo, I don't know if you can tell, or if you look at the elephant in her photo, you can see there's the elephant head, of course, there's the trunk, and the trunk is in between the two legs. But behind the trunk, there is like this part of the body, you could say like the front stomach, and basically that's connecting the head to the stomach. So you could say that's like the neck if you want even though it's touching the legs. It's kind of complicated. It's an elephant, not a person, so don't compare it to a person. But basically, it's this, it's basically a patch that's connecting the body together. Let's just call it that, but it's not on the bottom, it's below the trunk. Sorry, behind the trunk. And now if you keep reading through row 26 through row 30, it's basically telling us how to make that tab. Then it says you're gonna fasten off. And then it says, we have now created a tab that falls below the trunk place safety eyes between rounds 16 through 17. So that's your guys' assignment for this week. Oh my gosh, I'm like a teacher giving homework. So your guys' homework for this week is to go all the way through row 30 for the body. Next week, we're gonna return, discuss the rest of this pattern, and I'm gonna go through a lot of tips and questions you guys have about patterns. But because this is a weekly podcast, not a daily podcast, you can't come back tomorrow and learn the rest of it, but you have to come back next week and learn the rest of it. But you know, I gave you the first 30 rows, so that's pretty good. You know, we learned about like the notes and like the heading and like stitch counts and a lot of stuff that's really important for a pattern. And basically today's podcast is gonna be really helpful to do the next 30 rows. And if you ever post pictures about it on Instagram or your story, if you wanna do like a weekly thing with your followers, be like, this is week one, all the way up to row 30. Go ahead and tag All About Amy and myself because we would love to see all the projects that you all are making. Next week, we will definitely be finishing this pattern, wrapping it up. We'll have our short story because we didn't get to have a funny short story today. And I'll be talking about a lot of tips and other fundamental things that a pattern should have and things you should know about a pattern that's not in this pattern. And I will see you on Lovers later. Please consider downloading because it really helps me out. You know, it can be your one good deed of the week you know you can be mean for the whole week okay don't say that i told you to be mean but you can be mean for the whole week and your one good deed could just be you know downloading this podcast i would really appreciate it so 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 much okay like i would appreciate it so much 
And since you're already downloading, might as well just throw it in there. Um, if you want to consider rating and subscribing, I would also appreciate that. And since you're already downloading and you're subscribing and you're rating it, might as well just write a little sum sum while you're rating it. Okay, but I'm not, let me stop being desperate. You know, a download's fine. Or honestly, I appreciate anything you do. So even if you just listen to this, I appreciate that. I'm Caleb Hardy, the host of Crocheting Worlds, the podcast, and I will see you on Lovers later. Have a great rest of the week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.